Welcome to the Rev Thinking Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 28th. I'm Joel, and I'm interviewing Tim Thompson, talking about the six reports every studio should be running. Welcome to Rev Thinking. RevThink leverages years of experience and practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios. So you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Your hosts are Joel Pilger and Tim Thompson. You know, Jane, that is absolutely correct. You should not have to choose between following your passion and running your business. But oh, how many owners struggle with that. Well, hi guys, I'm Joel. I'm talking with Tim Thompson today, and the topic is the six reports every studio should be running. So we're going to definitely hit that topic on the head, how to run your business better so that you can follow your passion. Tim wrote an article recently on this topic, and we start off first talking about how technology follows technique. That's a concept that Tim believes in, and I'll let him explain it. Um, And then we get into the first of the six reports, and that one is the sales projections report. And we start to answer the question, how can that report, in concert with all the other reports, help life for you as an owner just slow down a little bit and uh, maybe help take a little of the pressure off so you can relax despite the ups and downs that are inevitable in any business. And a sales report is also important because sales is one of the seven ingredients of a creative firm. That's a concept here at RevThink that we know is absolutely essential that every firm master in order to be healthy. So with that, I hope you enjoy the conversation between me and Tim Thompson. All right, Tim, it's good to be back with you. Where in the world are you today? I'm actually at home in beautiful Oregon. I just finished a good long trip on the East Coast, and it's good to be home and have my feet squeezing into my own shoes here in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you remind me that um, you know we have this enviable situation where I get to live in the mountains of Colorado, and you're there in Oregon. But of course, you just um, you know gave away the, the the truth of it, and that is we travel quite a bit because I would say you and I are each in in either New York or Los Angeles every month, uh, if not other places, but that's, that's the fun of it. That's right. We got to keep our sanity while we're doing it. Exactly. Well, you know, that's a great little segue. Speaking of sanity. Um, so you wrote an article recently about this, you called it the six reports that every studio should be running. And sanity is such a good word, I think, because I ran my own studio for 20 years, as you know, and boy, over the life of my firm, I very much came to embrace information and communication. And one of the biggest things I had was um, some reports that it took me a long time. I wish I had implemented them sooner and set some routines in place sooner. Um, But wow, I think a lot of people, when they read this article, are going to be saying, wait, six reports I I should be running? I only have one. And I, (laughs) I thought I was doing good. Yeah. You know, and I probably could have chose 20 reports or two reports. Um, you know, six isn't a magic number. The overall idea behind that article is that production companies need to have consistent routines. They need to be working through systems, having direct communication with their clients, with one another, and routines generate feedback. And if you can capture those routines into reports, um, then you get to, like you said, keep your sanity. Um, What it allows you to do is give you 
like a Google Earth view of how your production company is going. And if you do it on a weekly basis, you'll start it'll start feeling like a heartbeat. You're gonna know when something has skipped a beat and then you can respond to it proactively instead of waiting till till it's too long. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day um, who runs a motion design studio. And I think he was under the impression that you and I and, and Rev think, you know, that we just talk a lot and we have advice and we have good ideas. But what some people may not know is that we actually implement a lot of these tools and systems um, for our clients and, and actually drive uh, these routines in some cases because it's just that important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, going back to where we live, some of the reason we can live where we live is that we understand the routines and understand the technology and understand the reports. So as these items are generated and information flows, we can read them and call and give advice and, and intercede where we need to on projects all the way down to some project level specifically um, up to large entrepreneurial questions and ideas, vision and structure behind a business. Yeah. So, yeah, really, sure. You, you and I depend on these reports and routines. Um, yeah, if we didn't have yeah. this information, we would be advising in the dark, right? That's right. And and what you and I like to do is move our clients from being reactionary to being proactive. So to go from reactive to proactive means you're thinking ahead. Um, and some of what I like to do is create reports that give projections. And I know, and everyone knows that we're looking into a crystal ball when doing that. But that ability to see ahead and ex have expectations, and then we only have to manage what's different than our expectations, than managing all the scope all the time because we didn't set up any expectations to begin with. Yeah, I love the fact that a lot of these reports are five and 10 minute conversations, right? It's not like, oh God, here comes the 90 minute meeting that I really don't have time for. It's like, no, 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 this is really managing on an exception basis and it's five or 10 minutes here, it's five or 10 minutes there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And some of the some of the reports. Let's start with the the first one, sales, for example. You know, sales is all projections um, because there's not a the minute the job comes in and the job lands, that becomes a project report, not a sales report. So the thought is, is that how do we create expectations of what the company is going to have to deal with in the future that can be with um, increased need of people, increased need for technology, or decreased uh, need for people or technology, um, and be able to respond to that those needs. Um, but also, if you look far enough ahead, you'll know what your goals are and you can meet those goals. And we've talked about this before in other podcasts. But the thought of creating projections really gives you some sense of a goal, objective, and then creates daily and weekly routines for a salesperson so so that they know if they're on track or not. Yeah, I'm glad you went to that specific example because um, we hope to eventually cover all six of those reports that you recommend. So specifically, let's talk about what is what are sales projections? What does a sales projection report include? Is this just a, a some sort of a list of like, oh, these are all the people that our salesperson is talking to, or these are the proposals that we have out there. I mean, what what's in that report? Sure. And so first of all, I mentioned this in the article too. Um, I say technology follows technique and sales is probably one where that is the most meaningful. There's a lot of ways of tracking sales, a lot of um, CRMs that are out there that will allow you to put your entire contact database into 
um, some kind of system that creates follow-up routines and tracks your emails and knows every step you've taken along the way for each client. Or it could be very simple depending on what your need is. So to begin with, a sales projection is not a certain piece of software. Um, what I like to do is create um, some simple system that just lets me know or the owners know of what projects are coming in-house and what is expected when. Um, and, and if you can create any report, it can be as simple as using a Google Sheet um, and just typing the, the expected projects, their budgets, and possible dates that those projects would come in-house um, is a great place to start. Um, it also allows you to create a rolling routine in that of just following those leads that you've put on your list and moving them down a sheet, just like a, on a, in any spreadsheet system, you can drag a, a group of cells into the future or pull it back into the past. You just highlight the cells and move them up and down a really simple way of managing sales and sales projections. Yeah. Um, so, so what do the, what do the numbers tell us? in a sales projection, you know, in other words, can we actually get a sense of how much sales we're going to have next week, next month, next, next quarter? Yeah, that's right. Cause, um, beyond just having the dates in the, and the budget, um, you can create a scoring system, like a grading system. Um, A's would be for sure. This project's coming in C's would be, I hope this project comes in. And you're looking for cumulative gross revenue on a sales projection so that you can, if you combined that all the dates in October, for example, and the expected uh, revenue that are graded in the A, as well as, you know, 50% of what's in, in a C category, that you can get a pretty good idea of what Kind of, kind of revenue you're going to have in October. Yeah, I love that because you just reminded me of a story where I sat down with um, a friend of mine who's who runs a, a motion design studio, and he was panicking because he said, "Yeah, we don't really have any work right now, and we're dying. You know, I'm worried I should be laying off people or shutting down my studio." And we sat down, and I just said, "Wait a minute, I want you to list out every deal that you currently have in the works. You don't have a pipeline, but let's let's create a little qu quick one." And we listed out every potential project and he said, yeah, but we don't know that we're going to win any of those. And I said, well, let's just attach probabilities to each of these. That's right. And it was, you know, this, these, this one's a B, this one's a C, this one's a D. And in the end we said, okay, great. You've got $860,000 worth of deals, but you, you don't, you're not going to win all of these, but statistically I can tell you, you're going to win $400,000 of this work. And that blew his mind because he suddenly realized, yeah, you're right. We're not going to lose them all but we're not going to win them all either, but we can still project. That's right. And, pro and project really is the key word. We're looking for the desire to do it. And we've covered that in other podcasts as well as should we take on these projects? What's our desire to take on those projects? You have your routine of the three R's that you compare the projects to. Right. So the desire to the projects, the amount of opportunity those projects might bring in bring in the door as well as revenue. And the reason why I like to do these on a weekly basis is it keeps your salespeople honest. You want to know what new leads came in that week and you want new leads generated every week so that that person has an understanding and accountability of, of what their job is, as well as you want to start creating and understanding what is gained and what is lost on a weekly basis. So you get a better sense of what's coming in the door. 
Um, and here's the real trick. You don't want to spend money today that you need tomorrow. So if you're if you have projects in house and therefore revenue coming in today, but there's there's situations and issues with sales because our industry does go through slow seasons and busy seasons. You want to be able to see ahead of what what's coming up, what to expect in a clear projection, understand the revenue you have today and be able to have that revenue cover your needs that are current on projects and company as well as future company needs in a slower season. So if you are doing this on a routine basis, you're going to start understanding those seasons, how they go up and how they go down and be able to adjust your company's operations and, and management and, and expectations based on those projections. So that's sales is a great one. Yeah, I love that. I love that because I, I know in my own experience, and I now see this with a lot of our clients, that once we get that system in place, that for the owner, life kind of slows down. Like it's not just this reactive take every project and the, the ones that we're hoping to win, we don't have any idea if we're going to or not. So therefore there's this, you know, all hands on deck at all times. Oh my God. And then once you start creating projections, you, you know, and you match that with cash flow and some of these other reports, you start to realize, oh, wait a minute. There is some you know, pattern here, there is some predictability, I can relax and really focus on what I need to focus on, which is making this, you know, spot magical, or, you know, developing some new technology or aesthetic or something like that. Um, that's what I think is the real power of these things is to free up the owner to make, you know, quick decisions based on really good information, and then just get back to work doing what it is that you do. Right. And, and in some people cases, they get, an, uh, they establish a new normal. They know it's normal to be slow in the summer. They know it's normal to be slow after Christmas time. They know it's normal to be busy in the fall. Um, and that new sense of normal when they're hitting it, they don't feel like all things are, are falling down on them or this is, you know, the end of their company. They know, Oh no, this is what happens. We just need to weather the storm. It can't rain forever. Yeah. And how nice, how nice would that be, right? To, to have things slow down and just have some predictability and, and know that everything is, is okay. Or, Hey, things are actually good. This is totally normal. That's right. Well, I'm glad we covered this. Um, this is one of our shorter podcasts ever. Um, I think at about 15 minutes here, but just to give um, our audience a, a look ahead of some of the other reports that we'll talk about um, eventually as we go through this series is we've got um the project actuals and projections report, which is obviously a whopper. We have the cash flow, we have accounts payable, accounts receivable, um, and then the company budget or what we call projections versus actuals. So it's going to be fun to uh, walk our way through those other reports and help people understand uh, how valuable those are and the difference they can make at their studio. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Rev Thinking. For more insights on running your creative studio or to ask us a question, visit RevThink.com.